You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. All right, should we start? Yeah, go ahead. It's not the same without Kristen. I understand. Go ahead. Well, we'll address that. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. Channel 99. We're here with Dan Natterman. Yeah. Uh, my name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. Uh, I'm afraid that maybe uh, Kristen Gonzalez has quit the show. Well, there's no maybe about it. She sent us an explicit email saying I'm quitting the show. Well, now some, whether whether or not she'll be she'll change her mind, I don't know. But she has officially quit. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping you know her 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 beloved meatball died and That's was, a dog. Who, who was an awesome dog by the way. And I'm hoping that uh, she's just in a an emotional. Uh, downward spiral and that she'll turn around and she'll come back to us because it's not going to be the same without her. It's just not the same without her. Anyway. Yes. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, but we'll <laughs> all, Dan, all Dan can think of is that it's more time for him to talk. So, so and we, we're joined today by Lori Palminteri. Have, thanks for having me. By the way, I, uh, I'm on medication called Medrol, which is a uh, some sort of um, steroid because I have frozen shoulders. And, I, and it's zombifying me a little bit. Uh, so who knows? We'll play it by ear. But uh, I, I may or may not uh, pass out in the middle of the show. But I feel very fatigued. Anyway, Lori, you're a comedian. That's right. That works here at the Comedy Cellar, but you have not been on the schedule recently, <laughs> as we discussed before the show. We did. We did discuss this. So I don't know what that's due to. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I was going to do one thing. Uh, Angelica. Can, can I have some napkins? I, I, Dan says something funny, and I spilled my coffee all over myself. Well, what I, did I say? I'm kidding. I just, so, <laughs> yeah, I've so, been very serious so far. So, yeah. So, so Dan, I'm saying, Lori, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, let me say something about Dan. First of all, he yeah. does this all the time. He asks a question, supposedly innocent. Right. And I think he full, know, full well knows the answer, or at least very much... It has a high degree of certainty what the answer is, and the and the question is really designed more to put me in an uncomfortable position than it is to, to glean any information he didn't have. He did it with Janine Garofalo. I remember. I forget what what he asked her, and uh, he did it with, with somebody else. And now, so so Lori here goes. So Lori, uh, have you been on the schedule lately? Well, now Dan is here every night. He must have noticed. Well, he must have known you were all, not on the schedule. I'm not, I'm not here. <laughs> Number every, one. Number two. I'm not if he's not night. sure, you, you'd think that you would ask it. You know, I did pri- ask it privately. You don't ask it. If you didn't ask it privately, yes, right in front of me. No, I asked it over at the table when we were all sitting over there early, uh, yeah, five it, minutes ago. Yeah, but in other words, it puts me on the spot, and it makes her uncomfortable. Um, but, but we have to balance that against the, the interesting factor. This is the Comedy Cellar radio show. We have here a comedian that works at the Comedy Cellar, but I haven't seen her on the schedule. And, uh, and if we're going to talk to Lori Palminteri on the Comedy Cellar show, don't you think we need to ask about... Uh, the comedy well, seller? Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, we, we, we have her here to talk about sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> but our, but okay, well, but we can... don't have the sex therapist here yet, so this is preliminary. Well, Lori, Lori, Lori I mean, I, I've never seen Lori perform, to be honest. No. Oh. Uh, Dry as a bone and funny as you please. <laughs> I know that Colin Quinn is a big fan of hers, uh-huh. and uh, that's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you open for Colin sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. So the last person who I, I saw opening for Colin was Amy Schumer. Way back when, so that you know, that's a that's a good uh, a good pedigree. And then her Facebook posts always make me laugh. Oh, They're always you. very dry. Okay, <laughs> so we're getting somewhere. So maybe it's time for you because you you've said no. You said to me before the show that 
the, the, that Esty, the booker, does not monitor the comics as closely as she used to. And so neither, neither of us e- are down there as much as we used to It's easier to slip be. through the cracks. Yes, I, be- so, I believe that's true. So what I'm going to do is, I, where else do you play? Uh, I'm going to investigate. <laughs> Lori says, I can tell my career is back on the up and up because I'm getting stalkers again. You know, things I like that. It's true. Uh, uh, <laughs> we do need women. I say. I know this is a pretty controversial thing to say, but I know a lot of straight white men who are really awesome. Nothing, Dan? Yeah, no, you know why I'm a hard nut to crack, especially on, on Medrol. What? Uh, the only legitimate not for profits that exist are the thousands of shows comics do for free. It's that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a little tell Alexandro ish, but, but I'll, I'll take it. Well, by the way, something here about why are we boycotting Uber? Did I miss this? Well, you did miss it. It's a big story because apparently Uber. When all those protesters were at JFK and at the airports protesting, Uber, um, I, I, and, and I believe the cabs were striking or something like that in solidarity with the Muslims. So Uber dropped their surge pricing so as to get all the customers or something like that. Yeah, something they like that. They dropped their surge pricing. I wasn't really sure. I'm why not exactly sure. I thought we were boycotting them because of their surge pricing, which, which, which was the problem with that Uber. That would be a reason why I would boycott them. We're boycotting them because they did something... That was apparently not in solidarity, arguably, like, arguably in solidarity with the protesters. It's a cousin of like crossing a picket line. Is that what it is? If I'm hearing it right, like, yeah. I mean, I guess they, they, you know, look. It's hard to tell nowadays what's going to get you into trouble. Um, you know, they're a company. They're providing a service. I, I'm not exactly clear on it, so I don't want to. They're providing a service, which is so beloved. By the people of New York City, no boycott will last against Uber. Do, do you use well, Uber, Lori? Occasionally, yeah. I mean, it's great. When you, know, you need an you're Uber, home and you're like, you're not gonna like, oh, but social justice. No, no, I think I'll walk. Well, not going to happen. <laughs> well, it has happened. A lot of people have deleted Uber, especially because last. there's a lot of competition. Well, there's a lot of competition. Lyft, there. I use Via. I barely use Uber. I'm a Via guy. That's me. You know, um, Via is a little bit different. Via is a shared ride. It's cheaper, but you have to share it with several people. But and you I, do that to pick up women. No, I don't. I do that to save money. But yeah. it so happened <laughs> that most of the people I share a ride with happen to be attractive women. I've noticed that. I, I, I've, now, I've never gotten a phone number. But if you're going to share a ride, wouldn't you rather share one with an attractive lady? Uh, yeah. And the savings can't be beat. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you ever worked with Lori? Yeah, we uh, work together. Not in a while. Well, here though. and there. She'd be, a, she'd, there. Be, she'd be a good uh, companion. Do you have a boyfriend? I don't know. Well, you're making it awkward. You know, <laughs> ah, not more than ah. not more than well, not more than five minutes ago, you said that I'm I put you in an awkward position, <laughs> and true. of course you're putting revenge. me in an awkward I position. So anyway, get back to uh, so, Lori's so, a very young girl. I'm an older fellow. Uh, so so I don't know what you want to ask her about her, the, the upper age seller? limit is. Oh, uh, the comedy seller. Uh, yes. Well, we'll try to get you back in as best we can. Oh, thank you. Uh, is, are you missing? Are you missing it? Oh, of course, absolutely. Where, where are you working now, mostly? Um, I work. I mean, I do the. I'm from Long Island, so I do the Long Island clubs quite a bit. Uh, Stand up New York or Broadway, whatever. Little do, do you do, bar shows. Do you do Creek in the Crave? Keep Creek in the Cave? Not, the, not usually, no. Because our our like our producer here, Steve Calabria, says that Creek in the Cave is like the the the, the future of comedy. Um, no, I don't. I, I, I don't think the creek in the, the cave, cave has its place. Whether it's the future of comedy, the cellar is the present and the future of comedy in New York. As far as I'm concerned, I don't see anybody replacing the cellar. And you probably think it's bad luck to say that. 
Right. So, do you want to talk about what? Should you bring the guest on, or do you want to talk about this Trump thing, the travel ban? You have thoughts on it, Dan? Well, did you want to? Sure. Um, or do you want to bring the sex person in? and We'll get to Trump later. No, no. Do the do, get to it now. It seems to be a burning thing, but you, Lori, must have thoughts on it. Well, my thoughts are that uh, the ban seems probably ill-conceived and ineffective, but I, 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 I don't necessarily see it as racist, um, and I think people are getting a little nutty. But, you know, I don't dare post shit like that on Facebook. <laughs> you just say it on the radio. <laughs> I say it on the radio. Well, that's a good point. Because on Facebook, I'm going to get immediate response. You and did it's going post to be, something on Facebook. I did, but and it was I, fairly no, benign. No, it wasn't. What I, post, well, post? I posted as follows. There has been the argument has been made that it's unconstitutional to ban Muslims from America, right? People have made the argument. This is against freedom of religion and the establishment of religion, whatever. I made the point that, well, if that's unconstitutional, then wouldn't it also be unconstitutional to vet people more rigorously from Muslim nations? Because in both cases, you're treating people differently based on their religion. So th that was my, my statement. And, I, and then I followed up by saying, quite frankly, I don't think either are unconstitutional. Whether they're moral, immoral, good policy, bad policy. And, and my answer was Dan, Dan's obviously given up on having a career. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was a benign a statement as I could make. I think, can we talk about Facebook? And the, Facebook is, is, I'm tired of Facebook. Whoever thought that Facebook would descend into just a fucking hate, hate book or vent book, whatever you want to call it, everybody just spouting out their uninformed, shallow politics in a obvious, you don't have to be Sigmund Freud to see that people are just trying to show other people how good they are, how concerned they are. It's all lemmings and bandwagon and however you want to put it. There's scarcely an original thought on Facebook. And people who do have an original thought are afraid to post them. It's, I, I don't know. I, I'm, well, I'm, in particular, I'm tired of it. In particular because most of my or many of my Facebook friends are very, very liberal. And, uh, you know, for that, if I, if I were just in a world of conservatives, then I, you know, but then I would post, uh, but then I would be afraid to post more liberal things, you know, so. Um, the point is that people just, it's really, I mean, people love being angry. People love being outraged. I, I, I said this one time, like, if, if you could, you know, there's those experiments where the rats, uh, if they get cocaine, if they touch a bar, and they just keep touching the bar until they die rather than even eat anything. If you could allow people to touch a bar to get the, that delicious feeling of moral indignation, they would just press it all day long until they drop dead. I'm convinced of it. This is what's going on in Facebook. They just love to show how good they are and how, how much they love. And they're, it's bullshit because what I had said about this travel ban thing, and I'm, I'm against the travel ban, I think for the reasons you are, because it just seems not going to work and it's it, ham-handed as it would be a, an understatement the way they rolled it out amateurish but 450,000 Syrians died because Obama didn't want to and I saw the, the number like he let in 500 refugees one year and 1,300 the next year and nobody was on Facebook uh, going crazy about it nobody was crying on Facebook everybody around Obama Petraeus Hillary Clinton uh, uh, Robert Gates, his, his entire team was urging him, do something about Syria, don't pull out, arm the rebels, don't, don't, don't let Putin in, I mean, you name it. So you have a, a mini genocide of almost 500,000 people that doesn't get a rise out of anybody on Facebook, but an, a halt to this tiny trickle of refugees, you're talking about a few thousand people, this, they, people literally can't even get up and go to work anymore. It doesn't make sense, it's all bullshit.
It's all bullshit. That's all I've said. Right. Am I wrong? Um, let's make some. The outrage, yeah, well, the outrage is just so selective, and, and uh, it's really for public consumption. Do you think any of these people, if not for Facebook, do you think these people would be walking around their homes with this level of, of emotion about this thing? No. It, 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 they work themselves up into a lather to express it to their friends on Facebook so their friends say, wow, he really cares, you know? That's what I think. Well, I, I don't know. I agree with that. I think Facebook is really perpetuating hysteria um, to an unnecessary degree. <laughs> and I think really everything that has been said has been said already and way too much more. Um, and it's, I think that people just need to just calm down a little bit. Um, I don't think that it's as terrible as people are making out to be on Facebook all the time. No, it's not. You seem nervous, Laura. Are you nervous? Um... No, I don't think you so. Want this drink? is how I seem always. You, you want a glass of wine? <laughs> no, that's right. I'm good. Thank you. He took her glasses off, and I don't know what, what significance that has. Oh, just because it would. Ray, come sit down. And let me call over the Elizabeth why. person. All right. Well, we, perfect timing because. Oh, Ray. Steven! We, we have a guest now that. Uh, just knock over. Oh, Ray. This, Ray is, a, this is Aruba Ray Ellen. Aruba, Aruba. Who blew out his hair for the occasion. I got to keep talking down. I got to fix. Ray, Ray clumsily knocked over the microphone, and now I got to fix it for him. But I did want to talk to Aruba Ray uh, about uh, the, uh, some of the things you said last time. We'll get to that. But first, let's okay. introduce our guest. Okay. Um, well, go ahead and introduce the what? guest. Okay. So, he, he can come sit here if he wants. <clears throat> yeah, hit it. So, we have a guest. You sit here. Yeah, let me plug in your microphone for you. A lot of hiss. All right. Okay. So, uh... We have with us Elizabeth Bernstein is a Wall Street Journal reporter who writes a relationship column called Bonds, B-O-N-D-S. I got to warn you right now. Is that Elizabeth Bernstein? Yes. I got to warn you now. Noam has been known to be hostile to the press. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, um, and, and she, she wrote a little fake news here, how to rekindle sexual desire in a long-term relationship. No, she wrote a column, how to, how to rekindle sexual desire in a long-term relationship, which I found interesting. I, I'm in a long term relationship um, and uh, she wrote a lot of uh, interesting pointers it is difficult to keep sexual desire are you in a long term relationship? not anymore thank you thank you for coming <laughs> so speaking to hey, the mic I'm an expert <laughs> so, so yeah so tell us so what, yeah, how do, what is your I really want to get right into what the tips are but just before that what's your expertise to be well, so me. I write a column about relationships of all kinds. So this is what I do full time is look at the research, talk to shrinks, talk to people about, I mean, I'm the person who has to get people to go on the record for the Wall Street Journal about their sex life. That's an expertise. Okay. So, so, so now what, what is, I mean, Ray, you've never had a long-term relationship. That's not true. <laughs> I, he's, he's six a, years. He, he's a real coxman. He's like, you know, like, oh, six years? Six years. Faithful? Sure. While we were together. Yeah. No. Tell the truth. Well, yeah, uh, while we were together. Uh, yeah. Okay, what are the he said, on and off while we were together. First of all, what what what's the, what qualifies long as a long-term relationship? Well, it, it could be anything. Really, it's past the honeymoon stage, so right. that's going to be 2 years, 18 months. So, anything beyond that. But, you know, some relationships go on for decades and decades. With 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 at, at peak sexual desire? No. No. <laughs> Take it easy. No, no, this is what I'm writing about. Don't get ahead of yourself. So what 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 if you if you had to give me advice, what are the three most important things I can do to keep my marriage hot? 
Well, where is what is the state of your marriage with the temperature? If you let will. her let her answer. Well, well, first we need to <laughs> we need to know how's it going right we now. Need to know how's my it my wife is pregnant. That's pretty good. Yeah. Ah. So I did that. That speaks for itself. <laughs> now go ahead. Go ahead. But how long is your relationship? Uh, we've been together on and off for twenty uh, something years. Faithful. Oh. Faithful. Well, on and off, Ray. Yes. Uh, I got no, you. no. I have. I have. I was not. I mean. We've been married for six years. I've been faithful as long as we've been married. Oh, okay. I was unfaithful at times um, uh, during the time we were dating. Now, Noam admitted to being un- unfaithful. Yeah. Ray, can I, you I, admit I to that? I was on and off for six years. So while uh, we were together, I was faithful. We have a writer yeah, but, from the Wall Street but, Journal here, for Christ's sake. Can you let her answer? Come on. I know we do. So we also have the world's greatest coxman. <laughs> <laughs> what, are the, what are the three things that... Uh, well, the craziest, the number one people don't want to hear is be nice. You know, uh, be, be I nice. Would, I tell my wife that all the time. Can you please be nice to me? No, I'm serious. It really matters. You have to listen. People don't want to listen to the other person. You can say, how's your day? But you really have to listen. That's like the number one um, thing. That's number one. That's uh, by the way, you, you're absolutely right. Well, this is research-based. I'm actually telling you what the actual experts will tell you. It's, it's, is it's this how nice. to keep a marriage together or how to keep if, the sex hot? How to keep the sex hot. No, if, if my wife makes me a sandwich... I just want to jump her bones. Like, just, like, does one little nice thing for me. I just, and, and I felt for a long time, I know you're not supposed to say this, but I felt for a long time that it's almost, that it's almost primal. Like, when my wife will make dinner, I just feel something that, you know, I don't know if it's sexist or whatever it is, but I really feel it. Like, you know, it just feels great when she makes me dinner. Yeah, it's a big thing. And if she listens, if any of his spouse listens to you, you just feel like, she well, they've heard. Okay, never <laughs> And yet <laughs> she, she's pregnant. <laughs> she, she, she really doesn't. She really, she really doesn't listen. And she interrupts. These are her, her things. Uh, she, tries, she tries to control sometimes, but that, that's just the way she is. Okay, but what's, be nice. But she is nice. Yeah. So she is nice. So, then, so you want to know the number two? Yes. <laughs> it's um, new sexual positions. So trying something new. How, so 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 this latest uh, baby was conceived. I didn't read that. That was in the article. New sexual <laughs> no, position. I'm giving you all my expertise. Oh, but that wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the article. <laughs> okay, well, new sexual positions. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there are only so many, though. Really, well, there, there's hundreds. Well, there's hundreds that, no, but 97 of those are not comfortable. Out of 100. Well. Um, you know, you got to do yoga and weight weightlifting. You know, go to the gym. Maybe they'll be more comfortable. I don't. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take issue with the new sexual positions one, because you have to actually be horny and hot to actually even get to the point where you're trying a new sexual just position. Just to rev it up. So yeah. the other one is so there's listen, there's caring, but um, also you want caring. to validate. <laughs> so if they, if your you know partner is telling you something, and you want to agree, you want to like, validate them. Okay, but what if they, and if they're doing something wrong, do you want to chastise them? No. <laughs> like, you, you, you never want to chest Easy with the teeth? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Try to talk right in, in the mic. So, um, no, how do you it. politely tell a woman, and this is necessarily not, in, not necessarily in a long-term context, but how do you tell a woman that, that, that she doesn't know what she's doing, that she's an incompetent? Are we talking in the bedroom? <laughs> sexually? He means I'm, sexually. I'm yeah. talking about a blowjob. Oh, Dan. We have a, she's on the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Wall Street Journal people clearly <laughs> make she's love. An, she's an Wall she's Street. She's not from the you, Times. Are you trying <laughs> to get me fired? <laughs> well, she, she, she's, uh, uh, she's writing about sex, and that's an important part of sex. Be, no, doing she's it not, for, she's for, writing about how to keep long-term relationships. This is a problem in marriages. Marriages break up all the time hey. because they lose their intensity. I well, have ma- an answer. Oh, he has an answer. I'm sorry. Of course, she studied this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I do have an answer. He studied it. You do not chastise, but what you do do is say what you like. 
You I bring mean, up what you like. Don't you think a lot of relationships do start to suffer because, you know, you always, the stereotype that women, once they get married, they don't want to, you know, perform on their husbands down the road. I mean, I hear that all the time. Well, for my married friends. Across the board, yeah. I think it's sure. across the board for everybody. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Yeah. So, as Dan was saying, I mean, if someone isn't really good at it or doesn't want to do it, what do you do if they just don't want to do the thing you want? Well, that's a little... He's saying, can you tell him I didn't like how it was done? Okay. So you sort of say, this is how I like how it's done. Yeah. Um, you, if they... Well, it's two things. If they don't want to do, you're kind of... I hate to say it, screwed. You're kind of screwed. Uh, yeah. But um, th- there is also research that shows that uh, happier couples... P- couples are happier when someone... When you do some do things that you maybe don't get jazzed up about yourself. So there is a reason for that couple clear. to do things. Yeah. I read you. La- I know exactly what you're referring to. Anal. And it hurts. <laughs> oh, guys, really? You know, I, I really thought you wouldn't descend into an infantile oh, high school. Oh, you thought factual. You thought that did you? You're things. bringing in a sex therapist. Are you you're a not sex a therapist? sex therapist? No, I'm not a sex therapist. A journalist covering sex. <laughs> Well, I thought it was interesting in, yeah. um, in your article you talk about in the beginning well, you of the relationship. you read the article? Yes, I even <laughs> I have read it the here. Go ahead, uh, go ahead Lord. But um, you said that um, the neurotransmitters such as dopamine in the beginning of a relationship light up a brain like, as if they were on drugs, um, which is something that I... I did not know, which also also makes sense for, like, after you're together for some if time. If I could just like, interject oh, really. that, uh, just very briefly, and I'll get, we'll get right to our guest, but I've lately been masturbating, and it helps my frozen <laughs> shoulder. Okay, Dan, shut up, please. Come on. Lori was making a good point, Dan. Just no, me, because the endorphins. I, I think you have a problem. The endorphins. Go ahead. No, I think you got a problem. Yeah. I'm going to show you. I'm going to settle your problem. <laughs> so so go ahead, Lori. No, I just think that I never... Um, I never knew that. I, I mean, they they actually have scanned brains, and right, brains right. in that early part of love look like brains on on heroin. It's early a part very of love. similar thing, yeah, because you're you're getting an actual fix of all these hormones, oxytocin, vasopressin. So this actually ties into what you were saying a little earlier. When you said when your wife does something like make you a meal, you just want to jump her. Do you think that you associate that kind gesture to love? And maybe that goes back to something with deep into your past. I mean, maybe, right? Listen, I, I I'm asking you Have you studied at all uh, whether or not the term... Listen, I mean, there is a word for the... F- you have children? No. All right. Well, there's a word. You have parents. Yeah. Yeah, there's a word. Look, she's a great coach, not a great player. No. <laughs> those who can't teach. There's, <laughs> there's a word for the, the feeling that one has towards their child. And that word is love. And that is a that's, a, that's a particular feeling that never wanes, it never wears off, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, extinguish with long-term contact. It's, and we use that same word to describe the relationship between a man and a woman. And I believe the brain scan would show two totally different parts of the brain lighting up with, with, with those feelings. Whatever it is that lights up when I'm in love with a woman does not light up when I look at my daughter. No, because it's sexual attraction that's going to yeah. light up, hopefully, not with your daughter. Yeah, so, so, I'm, so you're using the word love, but I, when I, was, you kind of, I really think you're just talking about sexual attraction. <laughs> well, we're talking about an actual chemical dependency. You know what love is? When, you, when, when the part that, the same part that you love, uh, that lights up for your children, lights up for your wife. That's love, but go ahead. Well, that's, they, there's a name for it. That's like long-term love or romantic loves. But, we're, but what, what was in the article, what we're talking about, those hormones Hot that baby. only last, that, those hormones that are firing like heroin sort of in your brain, that oxytocin, that's not the same as this long-term but, love that you So why can't about. we take these hormones? Well, any there's a lot of things. Well, you can actually you can sniff them. They're trying to like get it, but it's not widely used. But, Why um, not? What, but, are, what what are we toying around for? But here's the thing: touch, 
uh, sex, orgasms, they all promote them. That, that's what they fire in your brain like that. So you can. When you say we sniff them, you mean, are you talking about pheromones? You're talking about illegal no, drugs? You're talking no, about. No, there's like hormones in your brain, oxytocin, mm. vasopressin. So these You can get oxytocin sprays. Yeah, that's yeah. where. Where can I get this? On the internet. It's perfectly legal. I'm the king of oxytocin. Is that like, is that like a Mickey? Can, can you spray it to somebody else? Like, like Catwoman well, did to Batman? Well, you'd have to do it like really close, but they do say that like. You can like make somebody like you more, but then you have to like do like right up their nose. You, you, really didn't, you didn't see as I walked by here and sat down, Lori. My hand reached right by That's your face. That's amazing. You, didn't see that. you can do it, but also you can, like I said, you can do it with touch. You can do it like looking into each other's eyes. Don't look at me. There's, but there's actually <laughs> even research that people and dogs, like when dogs, like they're getting the same hormonal fix when they're staring into your eyes. You yeah. should come by the fat black pussy cat between four and five in the morning. You'll see oxytocin flying all over the place. <laughs> you need a black light to see. I, I also, you also said in your article. That and and I and this is a beef I have with my wife. Like I don't want to walk in when I'm in the bathroom. I don't want to go in when she's in the bathroom. I don't like. I just I don't I don't. And she freaks out. I'm like I don't think it's good. I don't want to see you peeing. I just don't. I don't. Well, peeing is very erotic for many people. Not for me. Okay. Well, okay. so is the other thing for some people too, Dan. But, well, far fewer, yes. But you're yeah. quite right. But yeah. I'm just saying. And she says in her article, it's a buzz killer for for sexual desire. But, and I think Jewish law or the the the, the, col- uh, the I don't know. We need to get into thing, you know? uh, uh, or the, the Talmud. <laughs> the Talmud also says something about like how you know to keep keep your well, women should the, keep their bodies. If anybody, well, if anybody Dan, doesn't know, shut up. To keep the, women should keep their bodies as a treat, you know, for a man. Well, it just it kills sort of desire. That kills the mystery too. You're too intimate, and it's not an emotional intimacy. It's well, like a boring. There's intimacy. a woman woman I dated a few months ago, and she said to me, she said, uh, you know, I never want to get so comfortable with someone because she had been married before. We're like you're doing those doing your bathroom stuff in front of each other. She's like it's a total buzzkill, and I was kind of like, good. It's nice to hear that because I dated other people who said the exact opposite, and I'm like, you're out of your no. Your husband does want to hear you burp and fart and whatever else. No. Typically, they don't want it. No, it's a and vice kill. versa. It's a buzzkill. I, I fear that there's a difference between men and women on this because I think that sometimes women feel maternal toward in, in a relationship with a man. And those things are part of the maternal thing. Taking right. care they might be of more that, tolerant where, than men. Where men do not want to be bothered. They don't, they don't want that in their in their. In they don't want to see it. And I think the, the research shows it's just the wrong kind of intimacy. It's like that we're too familiar. There's not that mystery. And it's just but, gross. But, but don't you find that we are, that the golden shower has never been more popular? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's never been more talked about. <laughs> I, and uh, and I'm, I know more and more people that tell me they're into it. That's that, a follow-up that, that article say, uh, by Elizabeth. I know plenty of people that have... Besides have Jim caught, Norton, who's told you they're into it. I, I, I don't want to say necessarily, but... Uh, people that admitted to me that they they enjoy this. Really? Are you into this? Doing thing? it or receiving it? <laughs> I've never done either, uh, but I do enjoy watching a gogo tinkle. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, so naughty. Now, now let me ask you: is there anything else you want to ask about the article? Because the article is great. Um, this was not in the article, but it's something that I've just um, read on my own. But so one of the things that um, psychology talks about is. Uh, like after seven years, a lot of marriages fall apart, and one of the theories is that it takes like seven years to raise a kid to get him to basically take care of himself and then like evolution like oh you don't really need this other person to raise this child anymore necessarily 
And um, I don't know if that's it's, true or not. It's true from an evolutionary standpoint, but it's about two years in the evolutionary standpoint. It oh, takes okay. like a human baby like two years to sort of be a little bit viable and anybody could take care of them. And so um, that's why that chemical fix is you're so basically addicted with these hormones in your brain to the person you're in love so, with so, for those, that amount of time. Well, <laughs> what you're basically saying here is, is, well, you know, you have techniques, kindness, um, different sexual positions, uh, and, and these are, are band-aids, but there's nothing like new pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, really, I'm sorry. I mean, but am I right? I mean, like, at the end of the day, you can do what you can, and God bless you, and, and we're all rooting for you, Noam. <laughs> but but there's at the end of the day, it's not going to be like a new... It just can't be. Even with all your little fixes and tricks and tricks of the trade. Well, it gets all, the same person all the time. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. And I just said, and Noam chastised me. And I, yes, I'm you didn't use the chat. word that I used. I just, I just, when you have a new guest, you don't know what their sense of, listen, we're living, I know, in, we're living in a oh, very I do, dangerous I do, world I right do, now. I do know what their sense of, I read an article. Because I, I felt an immediate. Yeah, he felt uh, the pheromones and the oxytocin. Not, not pheromones, I'm not, come on, right? I felt an immediate, like, I know this girl, this probably, this could be my sister, I know this girl. <laughs> I, I, I read a, an, an article yesterday <laughs> that said that you sh when you see a pregnant woman, you should not call her an expectant mother. Because you don't know that she's going to be a mother. She could be a father. Oh. Because ah. gen gender is fluid. Yeah. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and women are upset, or, or they, they are upset about this, that if you, you shouldn't be, and it's actually not even generally the, the expectant human, it's the person who hears you call them an expectant. Wait, wait, wait. So the pregnant woman is upset about this, or is not? You said women are getting upset about this? No, I, I, think, it's, I think that it's really the, just. People like apparently there was a lot of there was a lot of backlash. Uh, where's St Stephen? There was there was a lot of oh can you you want to tell a story about your your text message thing with your your transgender? It sounds like it's oh, the well, PC this is, police. This that is are getting fascinating. There's a lot this. of backlash. Well, he needs a microphone. There, yeah, he could, there was a lot of back. This is amazing. There was a lot of backlash during the women's march about because they had a lot of uh, signs with pussy this and pussy that and transgender women were offended because you don't need to have a vagina to be a woman. It's kind of like superior. So he had a big Facebook fight with who? With my transgender cousin, female to male. And she was very... She reposted a meme that someone posted talking about um, to all the transgender women who uh, marched, I identify with the fact that you're upset because... Genitalia does not equal womanhood. So women marching in the women's march with, you know, pictures of genitalia or making puns about vaginas or, you know, whatever, this was not representative of all women because you don't have to have a vagina to be a woman. And just because you have a woman doesn't mean you. So have she was a offended. Yeah, she was very, he was very offended. She's my, my, my transgender cousin, who is now a male, oh, was she's offended. Oh, oh, he was offended. Yes. And they got into a big argument about it, and, so, and some of the arguments were just... Well, you know... Here, I, let me pull it up. Let me pull, pull it up. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know... And while you're looking it up... The, the Wall Street Journal is kind of like a... a, a, a hasn't succumbed but, to this but, yet. But he's getting... A, he, she is getting upset well, over it's a this. He. It's a he. It's okay, a he. he. I'm not trying to be funny there. He is getting upset... But look at the intent of all the people marching. They weren't marching to be assholes. They were marching to defend women. So you shouldn't be that offended by the signs. Something people there, they don't, they don't look at the fucking intent. And it's infuriating. 
with everything these days. Well, oddly enough, I have to say Ray Allen is right. Doesn't happen every day. Huh. <laughs> it all happens almost never. But I, 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 I think that. Uh, well, you, I don't know how you, you have you thought about this trend. I have not thought about this trend. You need I'm to write stu- about this. I'm stuck on an, another idea. You should just never tell a woman or anybody. You should never assume anybody's pregnant. What if they're just not? Yeah. No, no. Well. Back to that. I mean, I can't. I've sometimes, on that. sometimes it's clear. When yeah, they have I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been down that road. Well, yeah, do have to be exceedingly careful. Uh, if you don't really know for sure, yeah, but, but sometimes it's 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 truly, or they'll say, uh, "Wait, I'm pregnant." I, you know, I had a big fight on another podcast. Like, are you not a parent? Like, if my daughter runs track in high school, and some transgender male to female, you know, a, a boy realizes he'd rather be a woman and becomes a woman, and just like zooms past her on the the track and. I'm going to be like, this is not fair. It's not fair to make to expect my daughter to compete. I mean, I mean, are, can, I, I just know the Soviets or the Russians are just going to have all their weightlifters in wigs in, in 2020, and they're all going to be winning all the female weightlifting. Well, of course they would well, do that, well, right? They started growing their hair long so, now. So, so at some point, nature just can't be bent to give us the world that we'd like it to to be, which is that you know, everybody can decide if they're a man or a woman, and, and it doesn't matter. It, it well, just doesn't work that w- way. With regard to athletics, I, I, I can't speak for uh, the future high school that Mila's going to go to, but I believe uh, in Olympic competition, they, they do have rules about uh, genetic men competing as women. Right, but the transgender community is, is furious about well, this. They, go ahead, Stephen, you got it? Are they furious about yes, it? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a very hot issue, and I think, that, I think they may win. I don't know. Go ahead. All right, so my cousin reposted a meme that says, to all the trans women out marching amidst signs that center feminism around having a vagina, I see you, you matter, thank you. <laughs> and my cousin commented, saw lots of this from cis allies, in quotation marks, recently. So implying that people who, quote, center their uh, femininity around having a vagina are therefore not allies of the transgender community because they are not, at the very least, paying lip service to the transgender cause. And I commented on that, and I had something of a problem with that because, well, the way I put it was... So you're saying it's impossible for them to have marched with signs, cheekily discussing their vaginas, and still have been allies in your cause? Those women arguing for their own inclusion are not thereby arguing for the exclusion of others. Does that make sense? Yes. My cousin got very offended. The point is that he's, he's like a flaming liberal. At the point where... Stephen Calabria. Where you, yeah, where, where, they, where they've lost him... They're fighting a losing battle. That's all I'm And thinking. I got called a racist by the end because I said, uh, number one, it is possible for transgender people to be discriminatory against cisgender people. And my, <laughs> my cousin had a huge problem with that because the argument being you have to have power in order to be discriminatory well, that's and a oppressive. Classic argument. And yeah, people have said that. Early 20s, mid 20s. Well, there's a classic argument that black people can't be racist because... Well, that was the next argument, that uh, there's no such thing as reverse racism. And I made an example of a black shopkeeper who kicked me out of his shop because I was white. And he told me that. He told me that you are not welcome here because you're white. What about about the guy today on Facebook? He was Indian, and he posted a thing about how... You and I were on that thread, Dan, where he posted how he doesn't feel bad for white homeless people. He tries to, but he, but he doesn't because if they're able-bodied and white, and I, he doesn't feel bad for them, he tries. And I wrote, I go, 
uh, A, a lot of these people might be veterans. Why don't you have some sympathy until you've served? And B, even if they're not veterans, how about just saying to yourself, maybe they got a raw deal. Maybe they're on drugs. Maybe they got beat up by their parents. I mean, who are you to judge? And why should we feel bad for you if you're sitting going, well, he's white, so and he's able-bodied. I mean, people are out of their fucking minds. It's terrible. Uh, I, you, I mean, I think we can agree on that part. That people are out of their minds? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I will say one more thing about this. that I, I, I felt that when I was, I told you, when I was growing up, which was, I'm old enough to remember Martin Luther King and when he died. And we were t taught very much this content of your character, not the color of your skin. Meaning the goal was clearly that someday the world will be, well, no one will care what color. And diversity wasn't the goal. Diversity was something you looked at. In other words, if, if, if it was all white people somewhere, you'd say, wait a second. Something may, something may be amiss here because if people were being fair, there would, it, there would be some diversity. So it was kind of something you looked to as a evidence of bigotry going on. In this day and age, it's not that at all. We are, nobody's talking about a colorless world. It's all about clinging for dear life on every uh, progressively smaller difference we can find between us, counting it all up, doing the math, making sure that, that we include every... And I think this is a formula but, but for a society I, I, which will never be uh, have a social fabric again. You, you can't... You, when you can openly say, I don't... This homeless person matters because he's black, and this one matters more than this one white... It's like they're homeless people. Yes. They each have their own biography. Yep. Some of them may be mentally ill. I mean, what difference sure. does it make, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, agree. I mean, it, And, but the, but the, the real... And this goes to, you know, the whole Trump movement. It's like, people don't call people out on this. This is socially acceptable to be openly, you know, you couldn't, if you said this in the, in the 70s, liberals, the McGovern types, would have been repulsed by it. Yeah, correct. Anyway. Correct. That's my, that's my. The outrageous time. That's my sermon. Yeah. Can I talk about the Wall Street Journal? I think the Wall Street Journal is the only good newspaper uh, in, in the country today. Awesome to hear. You're saying that because I'm sitting here. No, <laughs> I, I, I read. You know, I read the Wall Street. I read the Times. Sometimes I read the Washington Post. I notice all the time that if I read an article in the Wall Street Journal and then I read the same story or about the same in the Times, the choice of words in the Wall Street Journal is always more objective. Always has fewer uh, hidden assumptions in there in the way they write it. There's always a, a better attempt to bring out the other side in a, in a way which is fair to the other side rather than just in a way to kind of make them look ridiculous. Uh, and uh, I was a huge fan of James Taranto, but he's not writing anymore. I don't, I don't, what's, what's the backstory? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that story. <laughs> I really want to know that no, you story. You write for you the that. Wall Street Journal? Are you I a do. freelance writer that has articles in the Wall Street Journal? No, I'm a columnist at the, on staff oh, okay. of the Journal. On staff, I write this column about relationships. That's I gotcha. why I write about right. sex all the time. Okay. Oh, very cool. Um, and do you know Dorothy Rabinowitz? Yeah. I haven't seen her in many, many years. Well, she wrote a book about all, an old age about old age homes with my aunt years and years and years ago. Just a, just a coincidence. Huh. Were they friends? Uh, Obviously. I I, I don't think the relationship ended well. But they were co-authors. They were co-authors. The book was called Home Life, and my aunt was horrible. She, she, I'm sure they couldn't have ended well because my aunt no my aunt had no relationship that ended that ended nicely. But anyway, but Dorothy. But it's not easy to write a book together either. No, it's not anyone. easy. To write. I mean, uh, I remember seeing it. That'll anyway, break up a marriage. So more back to sex. Back to sex. Well, I met right. the woman yesterday who invented the home pregnancy test. She's my friend's neighbor. She's pr probably in her sixties, I guess. I don't. I don't know her name. Is fascinating though. Really cool lady. Did she amazing? say how? Like, was it an accident? Like, how? Or she worked? We hard didn't get enough in depth, so I probably never even should have brought this up. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I really want to find out about the. Can we? 
how do we get a hold of these these what are they called the chemicals that you spray? The um pheromones, oxytocin no. or something? Oxytocin. Yeah. Oxycontin? I no, think, no, no, <laughs> I think we should get a hold of this and 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 spray it around before <laughs> radio the, show. The bar bars, <laughs> bars. Straight up. <laughs> the subway. I mean, the, well, it's the, like Spanish fly, the mythical Spanish fly that people used to talk about. Like Bill Cosby had that whole bit about Spanish fly. Yeah, he wasn't so mythical. Was yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But, I feel more. Uh, now, yeah. But the idea of a, of a, is, of a real aphrodisiac. Well, I mean, let's talk about that. Is there an aphrodisiac? Alcohol. Yeah, is alcohol an aphrodisiac? You, being nice. I've already told you. <laughs> it's being nice. Nobody wants to hear it. Uh, you know, a lot of women, I think, would disagree with you, though. When they're at the club getting their groove on, they're not looking for a, a guy who's going to be kind to them. No. You know, that's, but, a but that's a different context. About relationships. That's yeah. a different oh, context. Yeah, yeah, we're just yeah. talking long term. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, you know. Is, uh, there, is, there a, is there a natural difference between men and women in how well they deal with monogamy? Well, well you know the answer to that question. Oh, never mind that. No, <laughs> I think we know the answer to that. But although there, there's a lot of research that show women cheat a lot as well. Why so, do they cheat? Uh, well, they cheat when they feel like they're not being heard or they're not. Mm. Bo- both sexes cheat when they feel like they're not um, getting what they want in the relationship, you think whatever more, that is. You think it's usually women, emotional. I was going to say, do you think women cheat more it's for emotional reasons? It's tied to money, reasons? too. It's tied to who's the breadwinner. So, um, oh, I'm so happy you say this. <laughs> men, where they make less... Uh, cheat and w- women when they make it's the one who makes less who cheats often a lot. Really, mm-hmm. but you, but you think the women generally cheat more out of out of a, a lack in something emotional. It's true for men too. That's why yeah. men cheat. Really, yeah. men cheat for that and other and, reasons. Yeah, but they're cheap. But if they're if they they really feel loved at home and heard and these things we're talking about, like in a long term relationship, they tend not to cheat as much. Lori, do you ever you ever cheat on boyfriends? Oh, I've never been in a long-term relationship, gotcha. so I might be... Well, um, Lori is a, is a comedian, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and, and if you're not familiar with this world that we inhabit, and I suppose you're not, because you're a writer for the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> we are a special group <laughs> in terms of our sexual histories. Uh, Ray, whom you've met... Hi. Uh, Ray's Ray Ray like the most to, normal... Uh, tell, tell your sex life. Yours is the most interesting. I don't believe so. <laughs> no, I, I have uh, great issues with, with long-term, uh, with intimacy. I, the, the women that I want are the ones that I can't get, which is the same old story. Um, and I'm 47 years old, and I've I, I never really been in, in a long-term uh, relationship as, 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 uh, uh, as that is. Now, now Lori's much younger than me. Lori's a sweet, <laughs> sweet young, what is it, 26? Yeah, I'm 27. Uh, so, yeah. And Lori's hot. <laughs> She's very cute. But very uh, pretty. Very attractive young lady. Let's but, all fawn over Lori. <laughs> and, and she doesn't know it, which is even, even more uh, erotic. Do, do you like a guy who's nice to you? Um, yeah, but I, I like smart as is. I mean, I'm a... My comic. Well, Lori is a comic, and I like you, smart as look, I've been actually very cold towards guys. They've been really nice to comics, me. Comics at the end really of the day, attracted to smart asses. Female comics. I said it before. They love male comics. That's it. That's all there is to it. That's that. Right? Am I right? Um, I never dated a comic. Um, I kind of had it as a rule. It's like no. yeah, but that's a rule that's made to be broken. <laughs> oh, seriously. Well, like Ali Wong married a non-comic, right? I yeah. believe. Yeah, but he, she, he went to Harvard Business School. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> but but you've had many crushes on male comics. Oh yeah, sure. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, uh, the, the, the I think the the guy who I know who got the most women was David Tell. Well, you say that with no proof. 
I, I witnessed what it. it. I, what, I did you, it. what did you witness? Exactly. <laughs> I lived it, huh? What you, did you, you witness? Penetration? They, we used, there used to be women lined up down here crying to get Dave's attention. I mean, he, he had girls adoring him. Well, I, I, I've, I've been coming here for 20 years. I've never seen him. Because he was, he was su- <laughs> such a comic genius. Yeah, he, well, he, oh, there's he, certainly He's good. not just funny. He's considered to... He literally is considered to be like a genius. So, oh, like so it's fame too, though. It's his reputation. Talent. 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 They, they, but like, but so are the women into him because they think he's a genius or just because they think he's funny? Well, I think and that... Famous. No, this is interesting. I don't know anything intimate about David Tell, but after they would have a relationship with him, they wouldn't be like, okay, I'm done with this guy. Whatever it is about him, he's actually very, very sweet in person. He's a sweet guy. And apparently he's not bad in the sack. So, I mean, whatever it is, he kept them around for well, years. Well, uh, you know, I'll have to take your word for it. But um, <laughs> It bugs Dan to hear that. It doesn't bug me at all. I've just never seen it. The people that I've seen that are truly, truly... Uh, uh, Dove Davidoff was one of the one of the greats. Now, he's married now, and he's turned over a new leaf, and yeah. God bless him. But he was... That, now, that... <laughs> that... <laughs> it's, it would that was yes. No, but I'm talking about with, with female comics were. Oh, with female comics. Oh, it, no, not, not just, but but and well, other com- females. But well, female well com- comedy nerds probably would like David Tell better. Right. Oh yeah. But I, there's only so many comedy. I'm talking about with women in general. Ray Allen is one of the greats. No, you're sweet. He's one of the fucking greats. I don't. I mean, you, you know. You make me blush. Uh, <laughs> Who no. knew? And when you look at Ray Allen, do you, as somebody who's been immersed in the world of sexuality, when you look at Ray Allen. Do you, do you sense anything? My oxytocin's going crazy. No, forget, <laughs> your, forget your oxytocin. I mean, when you look at him, do you do you see a guy that's a player? I can see a good-looking guy oh. who is also looks both who is funny, but also looks nice, actually. Oh, thank so, you. Very sweet, Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, he's got you, you fooled too, huh? I was just about to say, with, with Ray, it's all a scheme. Ah, uh, that's ridiculous. That's not a scheme. A tel- Dan, Dan Adamant always likes to say, Ray Allen, I don't know how you do it. You're, you're not that good-looking. You're not rich. You're not famous. I don't know how you do it, Ray Allen. That's what Dan likes to That's a great compliment. No, I appreciate clearly it. clearly you have some skill that is, must be off shake, the charts. You shake <laughs> enough trees and out, whatever. I don't know what the, what the cliche is. But, but Ray, Attell never tried. They come to Attell. Ray tries. Ray literally will talk like 15, 20 girls. Dad, you're exaggerating. No, I'm That's not. That's ridiculous. In a single, I speak to men, too, and I'm, I'm hetero. Yeah. But I'm and, and, then, and then he'll one of those will... will Do you know, getting back to this difference between the sexes, because you, 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 you follow the studies... Like uh, what is it? Craigslist or Backpage.com. It's like pages and pages of ads. It's basically all for a male audience, right? There's not a huge female market for prostitution or massages or any of that. Is there or is it all in deal? There is No, I think it's a safety thing. It's, it's a, a safety issue. Women are not into that because you wouldn't be safe. Is that the reason? Is well, they, I, they I would have like- not studied this, but I can tell you as a woman, that's a big reason. Yeah. Well, uh, that may be a reason, but I think the major reason is, is just women aren't I- as into that kind of meaningless, completely emotionless sex. I, well, I wouldn't know about the emotionless, but I, the women have as strong a sex drive. Like across the board, women's sex drive is pretty strong. Oh, come uh, on. Laura, you expect me to believe that. No, really? Yeah. It's, it's a different sex drive. Well, I want to ask Lori about that because she's in her prime sexual year. Well, actually, that's not true. <laughs> uh, the prime sexual years for a woman are 30, mid-30s. Yeah, I think that's right. But, I think that's but, right. but you're certainly a vibrant young lady. What do you think about her statement that women are just as horny as men? Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think women are horny in the context of a relationship, 
But women are not horny. Like, Lori Palmer never said, I got my eyes come dick tonight. Oh, she might have. <laughs> She's never said that. She's never thought that. Yes, she has. Um, I've never said. I've never said that to you, Dan. No. <laughs> no to me. You don't have to say it to me. But have you ever thought it? Yeah, she says like, like I, I just yeah, need to sure. get fucked, and Absolutely. I don't care who. And I don't care who it is. Anybody reasonable? Maybe. Um, I don't know if I would say I don't care who fuck, it is. I would fuck Ray <laughs> Ellen. What's you and what? I'm saying that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'd be flat. No, I mean, like, men will get in a situation where, you know, we would have sex with any number of women. Um, and women, they'll have a couple guys that they're into that they might consider, I think. But uh, I would say, for, I'm a hypochondriac, so I'm, like, super paranoid about diseases. So there's diseases, <laughs> but there's also, you're forgetting, like, the main evolutionary reason is women can get pregnant. So the risk for them is so high to have meaningless sex. And that's not true of men. Well, Noam's, true. Noam's getting a vasectomy, so... Oh, Are you? Just was a good I move. I promised I would. I'm. I'm really looking for a way out. I. I don't want to do it. I don't. I'm scared. Oh, you don't yeah, want to get the vasectomy. What are you scared about? I'm well, scared they, of a they, procedure. They, they get. They do millions of these a year. Nobody. I'm not scared of dying. No, I know, but no, I don't. I've never heard of anybody being their equipment being Impotent you know and, uh, ruined because of this. I, I I do not believe I'm going to get ruined. I just scared of needles and medical procedures. I have like a phobia of that stuff. I I just I just don't. And then I don't know. I just don't like the idea. Speaking of phobias, I, I went to a dermatol a new dermatologist today just yeah. to, to get oh, a skin check. This is an interesting story. This actually. is, and I have to then I have to go to the village underground around the corner. No, we have to talk about why. You, why go ahead. Go oh yeah, ahead. this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I'm actually still a little like freaked out by. It. So I go to see this guy as a physician's assistant. The regular dermatologist couldn't see me, and I go to get a skin check. I spent a lot of time in Aruba. Shows February, March, ArubaComedy.com. So like, <laughs> so I go to the dermatologist. And I go to get this checked, everything it checked. And he says, oh, you have a dry patch there kind of on your crotch. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm a little nervous now. I'm, I'm enough of a hypochondriac. And he said, oh, it might be just dry skin, whatever. And then he proceeds to take this stuff. And he, he was gay. He was obviously gay. And he's rubbing this stuff all over my genitals. This is this afternoon. I call pay extra for that? <laughs> is that covered by Obamacare? He, he removed the copay. <laughs> um, but I called in after. I'm not kidding. I understand... More, I have far more empathy, like about what 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 like Cosby did to these women. Like I would kind of want to go to the doctor there and be like, "Your physician's assistant absolutely touched me inappropriately. It was so fucking disturbing what he did. He didn't need to touch me like that." And I kind of lay there. Like, I didn't get turned on because I'm more. Oh yes, about, you did. No, I really didn't. I really didn't. I was more paranoid well, about about what. Or what, what you didn't say anything. Because I, I knew I was going to be out of there in about two minutes. And you minutes. couldn't believe it was happening, I couldn't right? believe it was yeah. happening. And I had nothing. I said to Dan after, I go, I understand why these women won't come forward. I don't want to go forward. He's a zero physician's assistant here in Manhattan. I, and then he added me on Facebook after. I texted Dan. I go, this motherfucker. I texted Dan. I said, this motherfucker added me on Facebook. And Dan wrote back, yikes. But I, I can't believe it. I mean, I'm, it's hard. It's really crazy. Well, the it's Facebook, I, like when Ray first told that me, I was, bothered me. So when Ray first told yeah. me, I'm like, well, maybe that's legitimate. You should probably talk to somebody. But adding him on Facebook is yeah. the kicker. That's never happened in my life. That's not hard. Add him on Facebook is the kicker. And he, and, he, and he made a joke after yeah. he said, he goes, he goes, oh, it's kind of like I'm giving you a pap smear here, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Is there a Ray that you can make some money off this right now? I don't know. Maybe, but he was really, he, it was, it was really. And of course, is nothing. It's dry skin, but. It was unnerving. What did he put on it? Like bacitracin or something. But he rubbed it all <laughs> over. He rubbed it everywhere. Everywhere. Ugh. Like if it was a, a Laura here, or then it would have been. 
or anyone would have been ah, great. This is hot. On. I'm finding the story hard to believe. It's a thousand percent true. And I'll show you this Facebook thing. So last week we we apparently said something that insulted Ray. We got to wrap it up. What what he prefaced it by giving me an amazing compliment. He lumped Noam lumps me in. With Dave Chappelle and Ted Alexandro. And John Glenn, the astronaut. Yeah, and John Glenn. Oh, is that right? Well, I love John Glenn. And Chappelle's one of the best ever, and I love Ted Alexandro. And he said something, something the, the comment was something about being fearless on stage, having great confidence, and that sort of thing. No, which that, is very complimentary. That was not what I said. What was it? I think, I think it was <laughs> direct I, quote was fearless. <laughs> what I said was... Fearless. Some people, they, they for whatever reason... Their pulse doesn't increase. They don't get nervous. No matter what situation they're, they're in, they are just naturally calm. And the example was John Glenn. Apparently, when the three astronauts are going up and, all, and their vital signs were all being seen on the screens at NASA, the other astronauts during liftoff showed excitement where John Glenn barely or, or, or didn't show any reaction whatsoever. And, I'm, and I believe that this is an inborn trait. And I said that Dave Chappelle has that. That's why he, Dave Chappelle can just sit there and talk about anything. He doesn't care if he gets a laugh. And that confidence and calmness actually entrances the audience, and they'll sit and listen to him for a long time. I believe and, the direct quote was, comfortable and, on stage, nerves of steel, doesn't get phased. Dave Chappelle, Dave Alexander, and I hate to admit it, Ray Allen. Yes, and I said, and Ray seems to have that too. Very nice. And then Dan chimed in. But he shouldn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dan did not. I did not. Show. Yes, you did. No, no. You no. said he you shouldn't. Said he no. And then John Lasseter. No, 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 Dan did not actually. No, no, Unless it was edited out. They might have no, cut it, it out. They might have cut it out. No, it was, it was not. Because it was. You it was no John Laster. You said it's on the tape. You said it. It's on the show. That we'll you have said to go back it. to. In any case, the yeah. point is that. Which I'm like, what a great comment. I felt great hearing it. And then next thing. Boom, right in the fucking face. <laughs> well, he molested me like that dermatologist. You, you're did. the one that said it. That's why he was mad at you. Yes. The fact is that I needed a way out of that of that thing, and it was just, it was it was a way out. Just saying, it was a joke. Oh, no, no, no. I, I took him in, and, like, and John Lasseter's like, yeah, yeah, you should you should run. Blah, 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 oh, take it up, take it up with John Lasseter. Nah, John Lasseter's you. a six foot five strapping <laughs> black yeah. guy. But it was but it was Noam who precipitated the whole thing. Who started it? It was a great compliment. Lumped in with. But Dave this is Chappell. the funny part. So he writes me an angry text, but you like, end it. Wait, and, he said, and by the way, they actually did hook me up to a meter yeah, one time. Dayline did, yeah. They actually, and, it, and I was, and I actually called it right on the nose. They saw that I'm on stage. My blood pressure drops when I'm on stage. So, so yeah. if I was actually an amazing. Uh, you were correct. Yeah. An amazing, uh, amazingly perceptive of me. It was an amazing no perception and a great comment, and then a big fuck you at the end of it. NASA hooks you up to uh, EKG medical. Yeah, all, all your vital signs are monitored, and apparently the other two astronauts. Their pulse rate elevated, their, everything they're measuing. And John Glenn showed almost no signs of anything, even during liftoff. Yeah. And they attributed it just to his kind, his, his way he is. Things just didn't affect him in the same way. He was just naturally calm. Yeah. I mean, and we see that in personality types. You know, I don't... You see, and, 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 I see it in my kids. And looking calm and your EKG sitting there like that is two different things. That yes, means right. that guy was like, let's Actually do this. Actually calm. Yeah, I'm oh, ready. I, let's I, do this. I think Ted Alexandro and Dave Chappelle's EKG... Calm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and, and you know who else is EKG? I hate to admit it. Ray Allen. <laughs> Ray Allen. Yes, probably so. I, yeah, some people don't get phased. He does and not I, get... And, and he should be phased. <laughs> well, and he I've should seen, be I've more seen him concerned. up there. He should be phased. <laughs> well, well, listen. Sometimes a little blood pressure might not be a bad idea to move the show along. Oh, you know, please. <laughs> I, host, I host the shows here better than anyone. I don't care what anyone else says. Well, 
you know, I will say Ray uh, does kill. Thank you, Dan. Um, I see him quite frequently uh, because, uh, uh, you know, he hosts a lot of shows that I'm on, and he, I, I don't know that he, if he, he kills harder than every other MC. I don't know. I haven't done a study. But uh, he's up there. Well, he's thank you, Dan. So, do you want to say anything about the travel ban before we go? No. No. You, <laughs> thank you, though. I, 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 I didn't get. I just want to say we. Yeah, we're done. I just want to add one thing about that. Well, that, we, can, we can do a little that, extra. That travel ban, which I... I'm, I'm going to run around the corner. But yeah. Thank you for having me on. I have to go do the show at the you underground. you want to say something about I, the travel ban? Uh, I just think I think the way it's being executed is outrageous. I think the people on Facebook are... There's overreaction on both sides. So the whole thing sucks. And uh, and, and, and that's really yeah, all I'm I, ha- I have one... But thank you, guys. I, I, have, uh, I, I have, have to run out there. I won't see you, Ray, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I have one recurring inconvenient See you, Ray. Thought. Thanks for coming. And I can't... Aruba Ray Allen, everybody. It's the nature of my mind. At Ray Allen. Dan, it's the nature of my mind that I that even though I know I'm not supposed to say these things or or think these things, I can't help it. I'm just it's just the way I'm built. New Year's Eve, Mayor de Blasio spent millions of dollars barricading Times Square because they were worried about a similar Berlin type attack that in that Christmas market in Berlin where the guy drove the truck. And that guy was a refugee in Berlin. And he, and he drove and they killed, what, 50 people, whatever it is. So throughout all this, and clearly it was, it was badly handled. And the mayor's up in arms about the travel ban. I'm saying, okay, but clearly the mayor was afraid to the tune of millions of dollars and enormous amount of stress. He was actually very much afraid and taking precautions against exactly the people and the threat that out of the other side of his mouth he's telling us we shouldn't be worried about this is racism well if this is racism then why are you barricading Times Square right I mean is I mean what what I mean this this is this needs to be grappled with he's not barricading Times Square out of racism maybe we should accuse him of being racist I mean if you're taking steps to protect yourself against Muslims then maybe that's racist too clearly and that was a refugee so, that's all I, I want to say about it. I'm not defending the travel ban because, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it made us any safer, but uh, the, the notion that there is no threat out in the world, that seems ridiculous to me. There is a real threat, and, and the mayor's actions prove it. Anyway, I don't know. I know you're, you, she's a reporter, but she doesn't want to... She doesn't want to say. <laughs> she just does sex, uh, sex, um, <laughs> sex stuff. Anyway... Uh, we want well, it's to, hard to argue with that point, Noam. And uh, it is hard to argue with it, right? I mean, it's like, well, what are we, what are we doing here? Nothing. Yeah, I can't argue with you. I, mean, I can't. Uh, I have nothing to add. It was that. And oh, you could, and then there was an article in Psychology Today. Actually, I'll, I'll send it to you. I just saw it. Someone else posted on Facebook. That was Gad Saad. That was the person who wrote that article. Oh, and was that it was Gad what, Saad. what did the article say? He's like some Canadian dude. But what, he no, said somewhere between hysteria and xenophobia is the right solution, but but um, I forgot the details of the article. Well, he, he was making the point. Okay, this is he says somewhere between no somewhere yeah, but somewhere between complete open borders and complete xenophobia is the right solution. No, I don't know if it's the same article. The article I'm talking about is where he's he was talking about what does it mean to be taking in. Um, Millions or hundreds of thousands of people from cultures oh, yes, that, are, that's that, same that, that are rampantly homophobic, sexist, and and, uh, and they, they 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 prosecute homosexuality. They throw them off buildings. They have honor killings. Is it racism to react against 
that ideology. And, and that struck a chord with me because I had said many times, and I worry about that, we say that's racism, but then we still, 150 years after you know, the Emancipation Proclamation, we are still suspicious of anybody white and Southern. And we think that's totally appropriate. So we think that you know, racism is, is very stubborn in white Southerners. It'll probably be there forever. We need a Voting Rights Act. It'll probably be there forever. But we expect people from other parts of the world no, it'll just disappear in a generation. They'll be fine with homosexuality. They'll be fine. Are they really? I don't know. I hope so, you know. Anyway. Well, well, the point that he brought up was just because something is a religion, uh, does that insulate it from any critique uh, of the ideology that goes along with it? No, of course it doesn't. Well, so, well, people seem to think that it does. Listen, I've said many times, if they wanted to take in a million Hasidic Jews, I'd be like, hell no, this is a bad idea. They don't want to become, they don't want to become a part of our community. They don't, they don't think like us. We, it's, it's, there's nothing, it's like, you, you need, you, you need, whoever we take in, I'm for anybody coming in, they have to want to be part of us. Hasidic Jews don't want to become part of the thing. And we can tolerate a certain number, but we can't tolerate 40% Hasidic Jews in America. Is that, anti is that anti-Semitism? Of course it's not anti-Semitism. Anyway. It, it would certainly be disquieting if a non-Jew said it. Not to me it would. But, 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 uh, <laughs> but I can't say out of hand. Could you imagine how America would change if it was 40% Hasidic Jewish? Nobody wants that. Right, and I got news for you. Nobody wants 40% Muslim America either. Right. So nobody wants. Right. So then, so but but as soon but, as you but, as soon as you acknowledge that, then you admit that okay, it, the conversation can be had. What's a proper number? It, it doesn't have to be unlimited. There can be concerns about it. Reasonable people can think about all this stuff without having to be labeled as a, a as a as a racist. Anyway, um, and the questions are hard, and 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 the harder the questions, the, the least it, it's not. It doesn't serve unraveling those questions very well by making them radioactive for people to think out loud or to toss things around or even to say something that doesn't come come out quite right. Well, you were key reasonable people. People have to dial it back and be reasonable. Start thinking, I think, right now. That's right, just but like they do with the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> That's why we're the best. <laughs> it really is. I know, it, the Wall Street Journal is truly the best. Do you know uh, Paul Jugo? Is that, is that how you pronounce I, his name? I, yeah, I don't know him personally, but... I mean, yeah. that guy... Paul Chigo? He's the, the editorial uh, the editorial editorial page director or whatever it is, editor mm -hmm. of the yeah. Wall Street Journal. I mean, they do such a good job at the Wall Street Journal. Well, we work hard. Thank you. And, and, I mean, just the column... And they have they have quite a view, quite a uh, diversity of views on that page. But the Times is all, like, hysterical views. And, like, it's like, I don't even... Anyway, so uh, uh, thank you very much thank you for coming for here. I, I hope you had a good time. I uh, did. Uh, um, maybe if you have another controversial column or something, you'll come I'll on again. It. Thank you. If you want to come to the Comedy Cellar anytime. Awesome. Uh, tonight or anytime thereafter, uh, be my guest. Thanks. Very happy. Super fun. Uh, Lori, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Dan, Hello. you want to sign off? <laughs> well... I don't know if nobody wants 40%, but that's going to get me in trouble, I just when I said that. But certainly 90%, I don't think anybody <laughs> wants. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, Laura, for coming down. I hope to see more of you. And certainly, um, <laughs> I, I encourage Noam to take another look. Um, thank you, Elizabeth Bernstein, one time? Elizabeth Bernstein. Okay, it's always Jews in the, in the sex writing business. Have you noticed that? It's true. <laughs> Dr. Ruth comes here a lot. Dr. Ruth, it's, um, that woman... Uh, What's their name? Well, anyway, it just does seem to be a pattern. 
in any case. Uh, and, and also in, porno in pornography, too. What's the guy at Screw Magazine? Abe? Well, uh, that's Abe. Al Goldstein. Al Goldstein. We're a sexually liberated people, if nothing else. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Noam Dwarman. We'll see you next time here in the comments. Good night. Good night.